Besties, where we talk about books and occasionally their film adaptations. We're your co-hosts, Seher and Taya. Today we'll be discussing The Thief of Always, a children's fantasy book written by Clive Barker. And just to let you know, this is not a spoiler-free podcast. This is our first episode in the fantasy season and the 10th episode of our podcast. The Thief of Always is a kid's portal fantasy novel centered around he is really bored one day and then this dude named Rictus shows up and invites him to this holiday house ran by Mr. Hood and he goes to this house and it's just kind of him exploring that and realizing that maybe, just maybe, the <laughs> the holiday house is not as good as it seems. It, it really isn't actually, okay? This dude's yeah, like sucking souls from children, so. The more that I think about this, this is one of the darker. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just another thing about this fantasy season is that the first couple episodes are going to be kids-based and then we're kind of going to go more into like YA and then not quite adult because adult fantasy is scary but um, yeah adult (laughs) fantasies are something else that is true and so we're just going to focus on kids for at least the next two or three episodes and then we're going to go into more YA okay well let me say that I binge read this book in like one night it's a pretty easy read it has like pictures throughout the book and well this version does yeah this version yeah that tale lent to me it has pictures throughout i mean it's a children's book so it's like yeah usually those are easier to read okay when i was reading the start of the book i thought it was gonna be kind of your typical fantasy where some kid doesn't like their situation so then they go to this fantasy world with powers all that good kush but then i felt like it took a like a darker turn and everything with the whole I'm gonna steal your kid's soul (laughs) thing and it's definitely on the darker side of fantasy books for children because usually those are like very uppity up. In my opinion I think it was an okay book. There wasn't much that stood out to me if I'm gonna be honest but it was still a good book. Yeah so actually I really like this book. This is one of the few books that I've read multiple times, like two or three times at this point, and I read it as a kid. And I remember the whole plot twist about when the Holiday House was actually a whole year, like a real year in the real world. That was so trippy. I was like, whoa, what is going on? I guess also because for me, I've, I've always liked kind of darker, twisted things fun (laughs) so fun i feel like this book was a good Mm -hmm. fit for me and it's one of those books because it's not just your typical kids book of oh let me save the world let me do all this weird things it has like a much more sinister underlying like meaning themes and stuff although it is it has darker themes and it's a children's book i do think this is still digestible and readable for kids yeah the problem with this episode is the fact that we started recording this like two hours ago and then we stopped and got a little sidetracked actually really sidetracked watching a very specific movie that we are not going to detail at this moment so we're trying to get back into this give us some patience thank you thank you for coming to my ted talk (laughs) i wanted to talk about the very start of the book because when i was reading the very start of the book i was kind of upset because okay it's basically this kid before like all the twists and turns but like at the very start of the book it's some kid that has to wash dishes and gets a upset and then also because he has a 
from work and gets upset. And he's like some eight year old, and these are like his biggest problems. He's 11. 11 or 10? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's 10. He's 10. Okay. Just like these are his biggest problems as a 10 year old. And then he's like so upset about it. And he's like, my life's no fun. I can't do anything I want. And then there's like this like old man that just comes up to him and is like, hey, how about you have some fun? Who taught him to not? follow strangers rictus needs to chill first of all he looks sketchy okay with his I mean, hat old and men in he's just linking in here looking like a slimy little creature at that age even like i know that you're not supposed to just like at least freaking old men that like break and enter into your house you're not supposed to just like befriend them and then go to their house like no but i was gonna say like at the start of the book i found it really weird because rictus the like deal he was offering was like oh, you seem to be like a troubled kid with so many things going on. He's like, do you want to have fun? Yeah, and you of all people deserve to have fun. And like my problem with that, like at the beginning of the book when reading it, that they're just like meaning to take their soul. So I guess it doesn't really count. But I'm like, there's so many other kids, that, you know, that like deserve. Yeah. So, but that was like before I actually read like the part where they're taking everyone's soul. Well, that was kind of the end. I feel like this book also in the beginning, it still had that very much childlike view of, oh, my life's so hard, like all this relatable things to spend if you're that age and reading it or a little bit younger and so then it has that childlike naivety <laughs> naivety naivety <laughs> naiveness it has this like childlike naiveness where these kids he just wants to go and have fun and there's something so wholesome about that and you know him having his adventures in like the holiday house where every single season passes through a whole day like wouldn't that be so cool it was so fun to think about that as a kid too thinking about what if you could have halloween every evening and christmas and new year's and easter and summer it was so fun to think about that as a kid too you know that that would really get your mind working about oh what if i could go to the holiday (laughs) house and then you realize plot twist mr hood is this sketchy creature that actually is the house but not really and he's taking your soul and i'm just like huh not so fun Um, anymore yeah but you know harvey does find like friends with lulu Mm -hmm. and wendell they they kind of form this little band and it's so nice you know to read about these characters who are just having the time of their lives too and also reading especially at my age we usually read characters like ya the typical age for a ya character Mm -hmm. is 16 which is still like a little our age or a little older so just having characters that are younger and re-reading them now and understanding kind of where you were if you were reading it at that age kind of i don't know reading characters that are younger than you are interesting because they don't seem smarter than you they seem really not as smart as you and they have a very different viewpoint but it's i don't know refreshing compared to the stuff that we've been reading now yeah and especially because children are usually naive so like when you're older than the characters in the book you can usually like pick apart what the characters are about and like analyze the situation better than the main character can because they're a child yeah i feel like harvey and wendell were kind of closer than lulu was because she was only there for a couple of days before he went through like these bushes to find this pond and then he was like oh hey lulu and she was kind of acting weird and then he's like oh wait you're a fish (laughs) i'm like wow you didn't notice that lulu was a fish until she like turned around and then she like jumped back in anyway i remember being so distraught by that too. I was like, wow, Lulu's a fish now? So tragic. (laughs) 
And then you realize that, like, all the other kids were fishes. Why a fish of all things? Because they're slimy. Ugh. Oh, what if there were slugs? Wait, nope, I don't. That's even worse. Also, the adults that work here, like, the only character that is, like, a good character is Miss Griffin. She cooks for them. She does all these things. She's so nice. And then you have Rictus, right? Who, Harvey feels more connected to Rictus because he invited him there. But, you know, then there's Jive and Mar, and those people are kind of sus in general. Not not even to mention Karna, okay? Karna is not even a human. That What? Okay? The cats are out here living their lives, and here Karna is trying to eat Harvey. I'm sure he loved that. But I, I will say a lot happened in this. In terms of events, I mean, he went there to the point where he escaped with Wendell. He made a choice to, and he met his parents, and they were older, and they're like, who are you? We do not believe that you're, you're not our son, but then they're like, wait, he is. And there's this, like, huge drama, right? And that's when he realized he needed to go back. And he made that choice to save Lulu and all these other kids that have been turned into fishes and to defeat Mr. Hood. And I was just like, wow, that's some character development right there. Some wholesome children's character development. Yeah, especially since he like went from being this naive kid that just followed people around from making these decisions to help others and to take down these bad guys, I guess. Oh, I was gonna say, like, I feel like in a lot of fantasy children books, it kind of starts out with a child that meets this other person that takes on an adventure. Yeah, they don't usually ensue their own. Oh no, I got hiccup. Seher, this is not very good. We were like on a roll earlier and then we deleted everything know. and then we were sad. <laughs> uh, I don't even know. Okay, is, that, is there any more characters we need to speak about then? Because I feel like, okay, what's Harvey's friend? Wendell. Wendell, he's kind of served as kind of like the comedic relief, I guess yeah literally okay why is there always a comedic relief there's always a character that's comedic relief but it's never the main character why can't the main character like make jokes because they don't know what humor is because the main characters are supposedly just geniuses like i swear harvey these kids bro, are so smart and for they're what smart exactly i'd be so dead if i was in this situation Okay, at 10 years old, we were getting lost in the forest. We were not like- Oh god, remember- what were we saying? 10 years- okay, we're really brain dead right now. Yes. So these kids are like super smart for their age. The main characters in children books are usually just smart. They have comeback. They know how to do riddles and they know how to outsmart adults. What else does your main character need when they can do that? <laughs> That's what I was thinking about this book that I just read too. These characters are all like, they're teenagers, they're older teenagers, but they still manage to outsmart all these like old people. And you're like, I understand that these characters are smart, but they're not that smart they're not that much better like even if they are when they find someone that's better than them and they still manage to defeat them where does that come from especially because like okay one thing like with main characters is they'll just like be geniuses but they don't really have any like criteria if that makes sense like there's nothing that like specifically sets them aside from side characters or anything that would like raise their intellect if that makes sense yeah this, this kid hates doing homework and he's like <laughs> defeating <laughs> Mr. Hood over here like where did that come from 
I mean, but, like, school is not going to teach you how to defeat Mr. Hood. <laughs> no. I will say Clive Barker did a good job, though, of s- still keeping these kids young and having their interactions be very childlike, even if they are unusually smart, which most kids in books are. Honestly, if you were 10 years old and reading this, you wouldn't want the main character to be dumb, right? Like, no. You'd want a smarter character for you to, like, relate with and then feel like a badass relating yourself to these characters, right? So then I feel like some authors really cannot write kids. Cough, cough, shatter me. I'm sorry, but the kids and that, they were not written realistically. And some other books, the kids that are still written in here, they still have that childlike quality and those interactions that you see with each other and with adults, they're still quite young. So I feel like even with the fact that they're geniuses, it's still somewhat realistic, as much as a portal fantasy children's yeah. novel can be. Yeah, it's, they still have all those qualities that, like, you'd put with children. Just, like, the only one that sticks out is being pretty smart. Because a dude is following some, like, old dude that broke into his house, out of school, into the woods, into a house. And then he's able to do all this at the end of the book? So, that's what I mean. It's interesting development. Yeah, and going back to the whole dark theme of this, one thing that I found was really disturbing was how they could fake calls. Like when, I believe it was Rictus, he was like, oh, let me call your mom to to ask to make it sure it's okay when he's in the holiday house. And he does. And his mom's like, sure, sweetie, you can stay. It's fine. And he's like, yes, finally I get to stay in this house. And then you realize that no, she did not make that call. She did not make that call. It wouldn't even, that wouldn't even make any sense like with the timeline. Yeah, I just thought the parents were like really dumb when I read that. They're low-key neglectful, like, what? Not really neglectful, they're just telling him to wash the dishes. No, but they're, they're so shallow. But, like, we barely even see them, and the only thing we see is them asking to wash the dishes, and that's, like, normal chores. I don't understand. I just thought they're really stupid, because usually in children books, the adults are really stupid, which is, like, one thing that makes the children so smart, but then, like, when I figured, like, when we found out that it was actually a fake call, I'm like, huh, well, that that's interesting. Daddy, daddy. Yeah? How many do you want? Uh, one. one? Yeah, Julio. I keep on blinking out. I forget what we're talking about. Did we finish that, like, discussion? I'm so sorry that you have to edit this. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be a short episode. One. Insert two, dramatic three. music. What would you that do? That I made, by the way. I'm so proud of myself. It's actually not that very good. Not that good. Not very. Oh, hey. Not very not very not that it's good no stop it it's good okay so would you follow i i don't see myself ever being in this type of situation even as a kid like okay i'm not smart like harvey like how he was able to figure this all out but i'm not about to be following some old man at 10 year old at 10 years old okay but what were you doing at 10 years old nothing you were following old men no were you No, I was not. This seems a it bit too personal, Taya. You knew me at 10. What were we doing? We were... Okay, we, we were kind of... Okay, okay. I understand this kid's point, though, of, like, sneaking off because we were doing that at 10 years old, like, in the woods. Okay, I mean, we weren't doing that with each other, though. Yeah, we were. Not at 10 years old. We were doing that, like, at, like, 11. We were... Okay, well, my memory is bad, so... It's a worldwide problem. I definitely wouldn't last in this book because if I already have bad memory and then it's a year per day that just like messed me up and i wouldn't be able to think anymore so fun true true 
what would you do if oh, if you were Harvey, right? And you left with Wendell, would you and you came back and you're, you've lost all of those years. Would you come back to try and defeat Mr. Hood or would you live with your parents that kind of don't really believe your story? I'm going to go live with my parents. I'm sorry. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I'm okay I'm not that selfless and also I'm I was not that smart at 10 years old I was not about to defeat this Mr. Hood dude by making him lose his powers but do you want to know what I would have done oh no wait wait can I can I can I wait let's do another (laughs) okay okay and then you can say that yeah yeah no I probably would I don't know I'd have nothing better to do with my life so because you know he's still gonna go back to washing dishes and doing homework so I would probably go back and defeat Mr. Hood or just live there because it's pretty nice anyway like as long as Karna isn't trying to eat me I think we'd be chill another what would you do what would you do if you were a fish or if you became a fish if I was a fish nothing I'd swim no in the pond those that pond was nasty okay it was murky what am I supposed to do if I'm a fish I'm gonna swim right swimming is a choice is that her so like should I just sit there like what do you want me to say (laughs) (laughs) if I was a fish I just hang out in the pond with my other sad fish friends. I feel like in all these what would you do, I just like obviously just like give up on like everything. I just Well, don't. okay, these are really intense though. With our last like dystopian. Okay, dystopian I wouldn't want to like do the whole yeah, no. I wouldn't want to do anything in that. And fantasy, um oh, this is one of the darker things. Imagine darker if we books. ever did historical. <laughs> That's gonna we, were be gonna, bad. we might do that at the end of the year. So. Oh my god. I've already, yeah. That's going to be terrible for what would you do. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. What are you going to do if you're a fish, Taya? First of all, I would, when Mr. Hood came, even though he's technically the house, or if any of the other people came because they also like want your soul, so they have to come and get your soul anyway, I would probably become a piranha. Because Wait, you can choose what I mean, fish? it's a choice, right? Well, I don't know. The fishes that you do become, if there's only one generic kind, which I think so that there's there would be different ones like because, sh- you know, circle of evolution. Also, what would I eat? Especially in the drawing that was in the book version that I had, I would have sharp teeth. And if anyone would come near me, I would nibble off their left ear first, and then I would nibble at their toes because toes are important for balance. And ears is another warning to everyone else that I bite off people's ears. And then when I would do that, I would swim out of the water and just like get lightly toasted so I'm crispy. And then no one would be able to access my soul. Can I just like become a mermaid? Like, is that allowed? I mean, it's kind of a small pond, so you might get like really claustrophobic. I'll just crawl out. I'm a mermaid. Okay, have you watched H2O? Just add water? Like, that's not how that works. <laughs> okay, but, like, I can't use my, like, elbow. What are you gonna do when you're on the lawn with, like, a tail? <laughs> just Mr. Hood, Hood walks, walks by, by and like... see some floppy mermaid. No, okay, I was gonna say, if I was a fish, I'd bite off the nose first, so then Mr. <gasps> Hood would become no-nose Crossing man. universes here. No-nose man. That's... Oh, God! And you'd become... And you'd be Rose. Yeah, and then Harpy becomes Thomas. Wow. Like, if I'm gonna... I agree with you. If 
I'm gonna become a fish in this pond. I'm gonna be an iconic fish in this pond. Okay, I was gonna say, I didn't like get to fully explain myself earlier, but also what would you do if you were in just in Harvey's situation? How would you try to go about the situation for turning the fish back into people? You already know my answer. You should go first. Um, should I, I should I explain what I do? Okay, this is a really bad idea. Brace yourselves. This is probably what I would have done as a kid. <laughs> I, okay, so if I come back, theoretically speaking, these fish are the reason why Mr. Hood has all his powers because they're like draining the souls of these children. So if I just go ahead and yeah, if I drain the pond and like kill all the fish in the pond, yeah, I'm killing a bunch of children. You'd become a mass murderer. But also I'm killing Mr. Hood and his friends. They're children. That's a genocide. <laughs> so <laughs> so that means, what does vegan have to do with any of it? But they're fish, so I mean, I'm not vegan. Be like, so, ma'am. So when you, what is your response when you go to prison? Okay, you know what? If you killed a no. bunch of children and you were in prison, right, and they were interviewing you, being like, okay, Sarah, what? Okay, they don't even believe Harvey about any of this. Why would they arrest me for killing fish? What is your response to these people? Yeah. Like, do you feel guilty? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They'd be like, why do you? feel guilty and you'd be like i'm not vegan what okay what what evidence would they have on me what evidence would they have on me for me killing a bunch of fish that were actual people <laughs> what kind of answer is that that you'd be like i'm not vegan <laughs> i mean they'd be like okay but like why why did you i mean kill you're not children? wrong like, do you feel guilty do you feel bad okay. like, <laughs> they're fish they're fish. They're fish. Remind me never to interview That's what you I'm trying when you to say. kill a bunch so of children I... because you're bored. <laughs> I'm not bored. I just told you this is how I'd go about the situation and why I wouldn't be able to last a second in the house with Harvey. I literally go ahead and kill all the fish, which means that Mr. Hood will have no powers. So then Mr. Hood's whole house would be destroyed, which means that Mr. Hood could not kidnap any more children, which means I can go back home and chill and everyone else can chill too, except for the kids I killed. Um. <laughs> so basically, you would save one other child and potentially some children in the future and then kill literally hundreds of fish children in a pond. Oh, there's hundreds of them Yeah, in there's there? a ton of them in there. Okay, never mind. I'm too lazy. I'm staying at home. <laughs> so, are you thinking of becoming vegan? Maybe I can become a fisherman or something. Then you actually have to like deal with fish. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I'm just going back to school, going home. I'm never going back to the house. And if you get kidnapped, that's your problem, not mine. Pretty much. It's natural selection at this point. <laughs> so, Taya, what would you do? How would you go about this injury? Please answer something better than me. <laughs> Don't go kill all these children. How would I go about what, like, which, what situation? Like, if you come back to the house, and how would you, like, try to outsmart Mr. Hood? And, like, would you do the same thing Harvey did, or, like, would you do something different? Well, I would go out for the weakest ones first. So, obviously, Miss Griffin, because she's old. And so... You're gonna kill Miss Griffin? Better than a bunch of children. I would take her and then carry her to the pantry and then interrogate her to be like, where's Mr. Hood? Because I wouldn't know at that point that Mr. Hood is like low-key You could like make like a hostage situation. They don't know. Mr. Hood would sacrifice Miss Griffin and me. He'd want to kill all of us at this point, okay? So then, okay, once I took Miss Griffin out, I would probably go to Rictus, even though he's like Mr. Hood's right-hand man. I 
would target him first because I feel like he's the strongest link and we already got the weakest link which you know all that jazz so then we go to Rictus because he's also pretty chill and he'd be like you need to go back you're not supposed to be here and then okay I'm not sure which cat I would take but I would want to take all the cat and like set them wild on you know Jive and Mar because they're scary also Karna I don't know what I'd do with them I'd I'd probably feed some fish to them or maybe they are a fish I'm not really sure what creature Karna is but it's not human so then okay once I okay this is like home alone situation right here once I take out all of the people that worked here then Mr. Hood would come crawling out of his little hidey hole and then I don't know maybe I'd do like a you know burn it down yeah what if you just burned the house down I feel like if you set it on fire yeah okay that yeah so then I'd get some matches actually a lighter because matches are scary and I would burn it down yeah that sounds a lot better than my plan I feel like if I tried killing that many fish, Mr. Hood would probably realize I'm doing that and um You'd you'd be like scooping water. <laughs> <laughs> I'd look so like, dumb. <laughs> See, this is the reason why I would never survive in any of these situations. Just stay home, kids. Don't follow old men into the woods. Or women. Or any people, really. Just don't follow old people. you not seen Little Red Riding Hood? <laughs> or wolf. Don't or follow Or young wolves. people, too. Just old don't men. follow people. Be your own leader. Hashtag motivational. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Need to write that down. That's some quality speeches right there. <clears throat> so yeah, when in re- when in doubt, resort to arson. Pretty much. Maybe a little less motivational, but yeah, I think that does solve most of your problems. Yeah, like that movie we just watched. Mm. Gosh, why did I think you're gonna commit arson to the fish and then eat the fish? I have a problem. I thought you were vegan. Oh, you weren't vegan. Oh, no, okay. I'm not vegan. That's the point. <laughs> Makes sense. But aren't you like a vegetarian? Oh, gosh. Kind no. of. You're like half vegetarian. No, I eat meat and everything. I literally ate meat today. I only eat halal meat, and you can't really find halal meat. In many places. Any more what would you do? I feel like we've covered a lot in our what would you do today, mainly based around killing people and children <laughs> and burning things. We never did themes. We're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot all about themes. I've got themes. I've got themes. Theme time. Da 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 da. So. <laughs> Basically, one major theme in the book is always questioning, just questioning the things around you. Because we can see, like, at the start of the book, Harvey is trying to ask questions, and, like, throughout the book, like, one of their biggest rules, like, in Mr. Hood's holiday house is that you're not allowed to ask questions, and they're not allowed to answer the questions. So I just, like, feel like this is one theme for children is to, like, always, like, question the things around you and to be curious. Yeah, and then also just, like, be very aware of what you want and, like, what you're whatever you're wishing for make sure that it's very specific okay because this dude was wishing for an adventure and it took him on a very dark one so you should be very aware of all of your options and what they can lead to and the consequences of some of these actions yeah and also a theme that kind of goes along with that is like how you spend your time we can see like once harvey comes back from the holiday house like years and years have passed away of where his parents have grown old his probably his friends from school and every yeah does he have friends 
they literally don't mention him having friends oh no but like everyone around him like grew old and he's just this child again so like i feel like it's a very valuable theme like towards children is like just spend your time well and like do the most with what you have us sitting here in quarantine I mean, spending our time well huh talking about murdering children fish and committing arson you know you gotta spend your time somehow <laughs> i can't believe we missed themes I just forgot about that we are very brain dead today has been a wild roller coaster of actually doing nothing yeah. so i don't know what i'm talking about yeah same all right i think that's it well thank you for joining us on this episode of the bookish besties we are your co-hosts seher and taya Make sure to stay connected on our social medias on Instagram at thebookishbesties underscore and on TikTok at thebookishbesties. If you want to see our faces, those are on this first video of TikTok. Make sure to look forward to our next episode coming out next week on Wednesday. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.